Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Give it to me! Give it to hey, everyone, I'm Hollywood. And I'm Tom Merritt. Welcome to It's a Thing, the weekly podcast supported by you, where we bring simplicity and joy to everyday life. Our ambition is to create a sense of ease and delight in the millions of moments that make up the human experience. It is this passion for bringing simplicity and joy to people all over the world that drives our team members each day. Thanks for joining us. There's this is, note. by the way, the rare, exactly, rare verbatim quote from a brand's mission statement because it is that generic, so generic that Rich didn't even let us see. Yeah. He what blocked it was. out the link to what the mission statement is actually from. He wants us to like guess. Yeah. I mean, we'll find out in a minute, but I'm, but what if you had to guess, other than the It's a Thing podcast, obviously. Whose mission statement would you say this is? Simplicity. Oh, it, it's got to be like a generic company. Like a, I'm thinking like a Procter and Gamble-ish kind of ease and delight, passion for simplicity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Millions um, of moments. Uh, It's it's like, yeah, it's like uh, it's, it's toothpaste or something. Right? <laughs> soap. It's some kind of I'm soap. A, what do you think? I'm, I'm going to go Walmart. Oh, ambition to create. I'm feeling like delight, simplicity, and joy. All team of the members. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I'm gonna highlight. Walmart vibe. Let's, all right, should yeah. we highlight? Yeah. Here we oh go. my goodness, we were <laughs> both in the neighborhood, sort but of? we were not on it because they sell this not at all at yours. Uh, the Bic <laughs> company that makes pens. And apparently razors. Bic. Oh, right. Yeah. That is hysterical and amazing. Wow. Bic. You know what? Bravo to these copywriters because apparently they make lotion and like lighter. You know, we know they make lighters, actually. Bic lighters and pens. And like if you're that varied and uh, every day, shall we say? Mm Mm-hmm. That's a pretty impressive accomplishment. Uh, Rich had to look up to make sure they weren't owned by Procter and Gamble, which they're not. Uh, <gasps> uh, and and then they definitely sell big pens at Walmart. So you know, I feel like we we're close. <laughs> I'm gonna give it to us because yeah, we can because it's our show. Ha <laughs> <laughs> uh, One thing that we don't have because we're an audio podcast, uh, uh, but we we could have transcripts, but we can't have closed captioning. Closed captioning yeah. on, on is for video, um, and. Uh, this is not new, certainly. In fact, I believe we may have talked about this, certainly on the pre-show before. I think so. But yeah. the Wall Street Journal has done an article about how having closed captions on is now default for people in their 20s. Mm-hmm. If you don't it's, have closed caption on weird. with a video, people think something's wrong. Like, oh, is your closed captioning broken? <laughs> is it broken? <laughs> it is seriously so 
fascinating and so true. And why? But the yeah, the fact that the Wall Street Journal has has authored an article on September 17th of this, the year of our Lord, 2022, with the lead, closed captions are cool now. Just ask anyone under 40. Mm-hmm. Tells you all you need to know. We were on this. We were on this. I can't remember if we talked about it in the pre-show or the real show, but like, yeah, it may have been the real show, maybe the pre-show. I didn't go captioning, go check, but, but captioning for the kids is what's so interesting. We were, I think, we, when we've talked about it before, we talked about more people doing it, not everyone in, in an age group doing it. That's the evolution yeah. of the thing that that I'm identifying here. Yeah, um, totally. But. Uh, it has to do, and, we're, and just to be clear, we're not talking about subtitles, although that's certainly part of it. This is, you know, it's in the language I speak. I just mm-hmm. want that language on there. Uh, we're also not talking about an accessibility need, although that is also certainly part of it. Uh, this is people who could hear otherwise, mm-hmm. but they just are wanting to do something else, apparently, sometimes. So you have the closed captioning on. So that you, you know, if you can't hear it because there's other things going on, you could at least see what they say. I have a friend who definitely does it for that reason, because he's got kids running around playing while he's trying to watch stuff. And there's other noises. That's true. My dogs are always alerting me that someone's nearby anywhere. Exactly. Exactly. It's hilarious how we get way more angry with our dogs barking at nothing when it's House of the Dragon versus a Korean show because the Korean show has the subtitles. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, I am really, really curious about the evolution of this. And I have two thoughts. One, I hope that it's just not that everybody's been using like headphones at such a loud volume, which is that we have like that we have actual hearing loss, super widespread hearing loss, and we Mm -hmm. don't realize. Mm -hmm. I also think sound mixing is just shitty in modern video. And I'm not sure why. I mean, certainly it is on YouTube. Like for, so if you were like Gen Z and you just kind of grew up watching YouTube videos yeah. where the sound mixing is legit terrible, you probably had the all subtitles the or captions on all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now you're just used to it and you prefer it. There's a lot of TikTok stuff that just auto captions because the algorithms have got better at that. Mm-hmm. And because people are sometimes in places where they're like, I want to see my TikToks, but I can't have the sound up because I'm yeah. in a public place on the train, whatever. Uh, so I think that contributes to it as well. Yeah, I think so. Like just the rise in mobile video consumption, mm-hmm. probably. And even like Netflix on the go, right? Even if you're on the plane, it's still easier to yeah. have the subtitles on. And then it just, I mean, honestly, I do it like we do it all the time. I, I almost, I, I go now by default to turn it on if it's not already. I'm like, oh, turn on the captions. You're, you're so under weird. 40 though. So, you know, that <laughs> makes sense. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not at all. No, I just can't hear it. In fact, me complaining about how the sound mixing is all terrible is probably just. <laughs> sound mixing is all over the place. Though. That's a, that's it a really good It is all over point, the place right? though. Uh, and sometimes people complain about sound mixing on professional stuff where I'm like, it's probably your speakers, <laughs> uh, but well, that's, that not, that's not the whole the of it. Uh, oh, yeah. It's it's certainly the the varying quality levels of things in YouTube, TikTok, etc. And um, also maybe even in streaming services. Like I wonder if they're all being streamed at different bit rates. Like I wonder, could that be like a you know, like a- streaming if you're on. If you're on a less than quality speaker, maybe it's the built-in speaker for your TV and mm-hmm. you have a uh, a less robust uh, internet connection and the codec scrunches things down, yeah, yeah, that could sound like crap. 
for sure. Right. And so I wonder, so if you were like in your Roku experience and you switched from Netflix to Hulu to YouTube to this or that, like I could imagine that some services, like the sound, I notice that the sound changes dramatically, the actual volume from different, from one service to the next to a YouTube video. Yeah. I think it's varying sound quality for all these reasons we're talking Mm -hmm. about. Uh, It's varying quiet environments. Uh, We don't sit down and watch TV as much as we, so, so, no, so exactly. And you know, in my day, locations. the family would sit down and watch TV sit together. Around the TV, they wouldn't do other things. And you only kids have are one on their screen. Laptops and they're playing the video games. But no, it's serious. It's it's true. Like it it the TV is not as central as it mm-hmm. once was. Uh, and so having captions helps you keep up. Uh, then there's the mobile stuff, which I think especially drives it in the younger demographics where they're watching YouTube, watching TikTok regularly with captions on. So it just becomes like, oh, that's what you do when when you watch video. Uh. Yeah. So interesting. I feel like actually, uh, and thanks to Rich for pointing out, it was Manny who mentioned TikTok captions being a thing in March 2021. I think we've sort ah. of danced around it a bunch since then. But I now think that at this late stage, the journal is focusing on the wrong thing, which is, <laughs> sure, captions are a thing, but like, what's wrong with all the sound? That would be a really interesting story. That's, That's a follow on. That's a good follow on. follow on. Yeah. So I have never heard of this or had never heard of this, but evidently it is enough of a thing that Wired wrote about it. Uh, and I found it on Twitter and I am just totally fascinated by it. It's evidently called Date Me docs as in documents because apparently yes (laughs) tom's like "Ah, i have questions yes go ahead (laughs) date me documents instead of evidently trying to uh write some kind of a dating profile Mm -hmm. or in as a as a follow-on an additional an appendix if you will Mm -hmm. to your dating profile people are writing long form documents uh, about why someone should date them. So like a pet resume. It's like a pet resume, but for people. But for you. But for you. Because <laughs> it's because the reason I picked pet resume, not just resume, is in a work resume, you're very focused on here's my experience, here are my skills, right? Mm-hmm. With a with if I'm getting this right, this is more about here's who I am. Here's my personality. Here's who I really am. Yeah. And, it, and that's a lot of times, what you do with a pet resume is you don't go like, yeah, my, my dog is really good at sit. You be like, my dog is happy. He doesn't, you know, doesn't chew things. He's great around the house. You know, like you talk about their personality. Yeah. And evidently it's a lot of times like not associated with an app. Like presumably you could oh, link so to like, your date me doc in your profile, but mm-hmm. it's just people who are like writing a Google doc off app. Uh-huh. To just kind of be like, I want to optimize this experience a little bit more. If I meet someone, I'll send it to them. So this is, I was going to say, how do they fig- how do they figure out who to send it to? Then? The writer, and according to Wired, the writer and rationalist Jacob Falkovich has a meetup slash date me page on his blog, which links to mm. Google Forms for each category. It's the decentralization of online dating. It totally is. Wow. Uh, one therapist listed here has shared a link to a page with testimonials from past partners. Do you just put it on your link tree? You just put it on your link tree. 
And one of the people who did it says it's about optimizing for partnership. And the, this woman uh, added a link to a date me doc in her Twitter bio. This is very efficient, which is isn't you know, it what you want it's out of very dating, techie. I assume. I haven't dated in a long time. <laughs> I guess you want to fail fast. <laughs> in the lingo. Move fast and break up. Move fast and break up. <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing. <laughs> Okay, actually, I want to make that dating app. <laughs> the move fast and break up. Dating app. Speed dating is too slow. <laughs> Speed dating, too slow. Move fast and break up. Anyway, date me docs. Date me docs. This is a great find. I, I'm fascinated because I think it is indicative of some other things, some of which I'm not sure what they are, but, but that's sort of like taking back control that people feel, you know, like doing off app stuff for social media and stuff. You see people doing that too, like Mm -hmm. entering the dating world. That's fascinating. And like putting it, uh, the, you know, on your platform, on your, your platform of choice on your terms, instead of like, Oh, I have this awkward thing. That's not really about me on Bumble or whatever. Can I get your phone number? No, but you can have the redirect URL (laughs) to my date. me Talk Talk about romance. Uh, (laughs) I'm guessing this is friend slash date me, Bob. I mean, could this, I actually just want to believe that what this heralds is the return of the personal blog. Like, let's go. What if GeoCities could come back as a, you know, on the backs of date me docs as like a long form dating yeah. platform. And so you're That'll in your incredible. neighborhood based on interests. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this is incredible. And yeah. actually it could be called, that could be what fail fast and break up <laughs> is long form so that you go, you fail faster because you don't have to find, you don't have to wait three years to find shit out. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> oh, good, good catch. Neo cities, rich, uh, rich uh, pointed out neocities.org waiting for you. Oh, stop it. <laughs> it's there. Neo cities. Uh huh. Dude. Incredible. Anyone okay. can create a date me doc. I mean, website. This is what's so great about it. It's a thing is you just never know when you're going to come out of it with a startup idea, apparently. <laughs> Move fast and break up. Uh, well, that that leads very nicely into my other thing today. What? Uh, which we did is not plan this. Continued and more frequent usage of that's my love language, mm-hmm. which uh, I feel like has kind of replaced the slightly more problematic that's my spirit animal for a lot of people. I think you're absolutely right. That is a perfect uh, observation about the evolution and increased usage. That's so true because it has become more generically employed mm-hmm. to sort of mean like uh, you are in sync with me. This is simpatico. Or it's just a thing I like. I hear it's people. It's not about you know, love. Right. It's like, like I, my you know, hot chocolate. Yeah. Or, yeah. Um, oh, you know, um <laughs> I'm trying to think of something that it doesn't sound like a dating uh, situation and it's suddenly become very hard because of what we were just talking about. But, but, but like, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, reading Scientific American in the afternoon. That's my love language. It's like, right. oh, it's not about that turns me on. It's like, that's just something I really enjoy. Yeah, totally. Oh, that's such a good. And it really has like, it's just shorthand for all things. Yeah. For thing I like. Thing I like exactly Thing that is Ooh, essential to me. Are my love language right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. It's it's like it's 
not just, oh, I like that. It's, oh, this is part of me. This is a, this is an essential part of my personality. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a quick news search because I do think it's just like so common. It's no longer about just, I mean, I, now it's all still like take the love language test, but that's mm-hmm. not what we mean at all. No, we no, it's, 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 it's hopped. super generic, generic usage. Mm-hmm. In yeah. fact, you could include your love language in your date me doc and it wouldn't be as uh, saucy as it sounds off you James because <laughs> it would just mean like oh these are these are you know things that i really love did you know that the actual like the romantic version of the love language um situation came about in 1992 wow yeah that's been percolating for a minute hasn't it i know and there were only 5 then little did you know that it could also now include uggs and Hanging plants. Uh-huh. And- <laughs> hanging plants are my love language. That's a great example. Hanging plants example. are my love language. Yeah. Where it's like, it's not, I, I don't mean if you want to date me, you have to bring me a hanging plant. Yeah. <laughs> it just I'm means just I love hanging plants. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Guys, the plant situation, by the way, has gotten out of control. I don't know if you saw my Instagram story, <laughs> but I finally caved to the Monstera FOMO. Ah, oh, you did Thank it. God, you finally did it. Plants. Yeah. I don't know why I thought I was too good for those plants. They're gorgeous. Because they had them at Trader Joe's for $13 when I went to buy seasonal decor. (laughs) (laughs) That's not bad. No, it was a great price for a Monstera plant. And they're in good shape. Yeah. Why not? That is, is, however, not my thing. But Crazy Plant Lady continues. My final thing is just like, I need to just say it. It's it's here. It's never going away. Mm -hmm. AI art. Nailed it. Like, why wouldn't I have said that weeks ago either? It's so irritating how it just becomes, this is exactly one of those things that just became like air, an air thing. Can't spell air without AI. An ether thing. Hey, good one. (laughs) (laughs) No, And yes, no, it's. I think this is the week it happened though. I think you, you timed it perfectly because, and we have, we have done, oh, uh, uh, crayon, what, what was crayon called before? It was like mini Dolly or something yeah. before they changed mini the name. Mini Dolly or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. We did that. Like, oh, yep. that's a Dolly Mini. Thank you. Uh, if we did that. Uh, and we talked on the pre-show a lot about like, oh, people are doing a lot more AI. But we covered it twice on Daily Tech News Show this week because it is snowballing. It is turning the corner. It has arrived as a, oh, that's a thing some people are doing over in the corner, which is where a lot of AI stuff has been. It is mainstream now. It is, oh crap, we need legislation to deal with the, you know, the intellectual property aspect of this. Is it ethical for people to do this here? You know, uh, New York Magazine did an entire story on all the different examples of artists that are using it as a tool. Like this feels like the time that it finally like burst the dam and now it's in the public consciousness so i think you picked the perfect week for it this is making me so happy thank you (laughs) because i agree it did because it's funny because i've had it in the bullpen but this was just like it has become this huge drumbeat and then i happened to see a headline about how getty images yep is like we will not allow any ai originated content because we don't want to deal with the copyright issues and don't even know how to start it, they don't want the liability. I don't blame right. them either. Like if I'm them, I'm doing the same thing. It's like, till y'all figure that out, <laughs> we're not, we're not, we're, we're going to make a policy and we're going to put a filter in place so that we have plausible deniability if anybody comes at it. And then y'all, yeah. y'all, y'all figure out your legislation to get back to us and then we'll adapt. Uh, I mean, they're not the only what? one. Shutterstock has limited it in search results. They haven't 
at, as of this recording, made a public announcement about any policy. But if you search for it, you can't find it anymore. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Here's the New York Magazine article. I totally had missed that. That's so great. Because, yeah, it's just gonna i mean won't it be interesting if ai art becomes a thing that just sort of invalidates like intellectual property like that would be amazing <laughs> because it's gonna have to change it's gonna have to assumes. change we we had a whole big thing not only on dtns but good day internet with scott johnson about it and and his you know feelings as an artist yeah uh, and it really comes down to i think i'm not saying this is what will happen but it's probably what should happen which is everything about putting training the algorithm on other people's works is fair use, right? It's that because mm-hmm. we have plenty of laws that they're like, you can scrape, you know, you can index things for a search engine. There's lots of precedent there. So that feels less controversial to say like, no, 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 to train on public available, as long as you have the right to access it, right? To yeah. train on publicly available material is fine. That doesn't infringe. Where it gets tricky is I constructed my text instructions such that it did a really good job imitating scott johnson's art Mm -hmm. does he get to do what he would do if i pretended to be him online if i'm if i'm clear and like scott didn't make this i made it through you know or people are putting in queries too that include copyrighted material such as like the simpsons right right and And then it's like what happens and if i wrote that myself if i drew that myself well there would be a fair use test. Like, did Mm -hmm. I transform it and all of that? So I think there just needs to be clarification that the result of the AI is what needs to be judged, Mm -hmm. not the fact that it was made by the text-to-image tool. Right. Uh, and, and, and we need to have clarification about all that. There needs to be either court cases or legislation and and all that sort of thing. And, And I feel like there needs to be a new new rule made around imitating people that's similar to the likeness stuff that we have for, you know, if I, if I pretend to be somebody on a commercial that I'm not, Mm -hmm. I can't use Mm -hmm. their likeness, even though it's not them. And likeness statutes are going to probably have to be dramatically expanded because don't they mostly apply to public figures now? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe not dramatically I don't know. I'm not that familiar. But, but you expanded. Yeah. They, they're, they're going to have to be adjusted for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's so interesting that we have been talking and, you know, I mean, this is how every change comes right slowly at first. And then all of a sudden, all at once. And this feels like the deluge all of a sudden it's like AI was not. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And now it is. It's like when your baby turns into a toddler and you're like, Holy crap, they're a little human. Yeah. I yeah. think AI just got a little human. <laughs> it did. You this, will. Is, this was the thing where people were like, oh, that's fun. I want to do that a lot. Mm-hmm. And and once you get that, it either burns out and it's not fun anymore. Or it's like, huh, I know this is fun, but it's also useful for X. And that's what's changing, I think, with, with the AI art. Yeah. Is people totally. are realizing, oh, I can make 600 to 1,000 images for my video game without having to pay it's something i couldn't have paid for because i don't have the budget but now i can do it you know i read something the other day it was maybe a medium post or maybe a tweet or about i don't know but it was basically like we are entering an era where the marginal cost of creation is about to go to zero it's and that's marginal cost of creation has been plummeting right and it's just it's getting farther and farther down it's Uh it's um what's the xeno's arrow 
Is that it? Where you like always approaching zero, but you never hit it? Like that arrow's oh, closer yeah. and closer and closer. We're hella close. Yeah. Hella close. So anyway, yeah, AI art. That's has been a daily tech news show. <laughs> 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 no, it's so interesting and good. It's like, oh, what a world. What a world. Yeah. No, it's the, you, you, you picked it perfectly. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. <laughs> this show is so magical. Um, also magical, you, dear listeners, our wonderful audience, and the feedback and extra things, the bonus things that you send us week after week to feedback at it's a thing.me. Andrew wrote in on decorating. Molly, Tom, and Rich, getting started with seasonal decorating early is definitely a thing, but the ending isn't Christmas by a long shot. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I lived in Secaucus, New Jersey about a decade ago and ran through the neighborhoods where I could watch the decoration progress. Starting in September, it went fall, optional, Halloween, Thanksgiving, optional, Christmas, Valentine's Day, St. Patrick's Day, Mm -hmm. Easter, Memorial Day, with some of that stuff staying up until the 4th. If we could add a decoration-heavy August celebration, they could complete the cycle. Man, we just need to get Labor Day here in the U.S. to to be more decorative. And, we really and, do, and then we'd be there for August, yeah. yeah. I mean, my, I guess that's September, the beginning of September. I will say my mother does most of these yeah. decorations. Yeah, she does the St. Patrick's these and are the flags. And, Valentine's Day. These are the decorative flags. Right? I mean, I have straight up seasonal decor on my on my stoop right now. I can never judge again. August straight is back up. to school. Can you decorate your house back to school? I wonder. <laughs> can a lot you? Of crayon mm. blow up dolls. I mean, uh, uh, well, I think you houses, can. Little, little the fall decorations can start in August. Is the thing they don't have to. You don't have to wait till September for that. But August is like vacation month. I think that's the week. That's the month you get off. Yeah. And you don't want to hang a flag out that says we're not home. That's a bad idea. Right. Totally. <laughs> we're on vacation. Rob us. Okay. I think August, you just go with like some flamingos or something. Yeah. Not saying I know a woman who does that. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll figure it out. But, but well done, Andrew. Uh, Dan needs a thing check. Can okay. you check on aisle Dan? Hi, Molly and Tom and Rich. I've come across a subset of Facebook and Instagram reels and or TikTok videos that feature riddles. These seem to persuade the user to rewatch in effect feeding the algorithm. Along the same vein is the did you see it subset. I'm sure there are other types of videos primed to maximize hover time and or number of replays. I'm annoyed by these videos, but mostly with myself for playing into their hands more times than I care to admit. Is this recognized as a thing? Okay, this is actually amazing because I have not seen this, but it goes perfectly with the wait for it thing mm-hmm. that we talked about. Wait for it, mm-hmm. which makes you watch to the end of the video, even if yep. nothing much happens. Wait for it. Oh, it was disappointing. Did you see it or a riddle? No, it's not dinner time. No. Do you hear yeah, this? I do. I do. And if you're wondering what if Molly has, has broken, no, she's talking to her dogs because I know exactly that tapping because we get it in our house from our dogs. <laughs> and the talking and the whatever. No, absolutely not. They're on a little bit of a diet. I don't know if you can tell. Ah. And then Professor Art writes in from the Philippines on a response to quiet quitting. Hello, holy Tom Molly. <laughs> <laughs> holy Tamale. Holy tamale. I mean, I get it, but I like the holy idea. Now that quiet quitting is the silent battle cry of the disillusioned rebel workforce, it seems that the empire is striking back because now there's quiet firing. 
It's when managers notice that some employees are not giving their 101% to the company and so keep them out of any promotion opportunities. Mm -hmm. In other words, nothing has really changed except for the terms. (laughs) There will always be slackers, the Gen X term, and management will notice and not mark them for promotions. When Gen Alpha, the new generation, grows up, they'll probably invent a new term as well for discovering the joys of slacking off. Love the show, as always. (laughs) This is so perfect because like, yeah, what's really a thing here is how we need to freaking label everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Every organization has hitters and sitters. Because two paragraphs into this, I was like, well, no, when you quite quit, you know, you're not going to get promoted. That's just the way. And then he is like, in other words, nothing changed. I'm like, oh, in other words, Art's got it. Okay. (laughs) Exactly how work always has worked and will work forever. Indeed. I think Gen Z is into the quiet quitting more than the millennials even yeah good for them yeah go gen z yeah. yes go gen z. all right uh you know who's not a slacker hard-working rich straffolino our producer who every week makes bespoke artisan small batch shout outs just for the people at the top level on our patreon to thank them for the extra support that they give us that's right we are so grateful for that support that this week our shout outs are based on a description of the Baby Bliss Pro cold brush. <laughs> the what? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Cryo care. Air conditioning that uses freezing temperatures to hydrate and revital. How does it use freezing temperatures to hydrate? Well, let me explain. Mike Akins introduces a revolutionary state-of-the-art styling tool applying cryotherapy benefits to Joe Hood. Oh. Miranda Janelle can extract moisture from the hair, but the cold Benjamin Forrest adds moisture back in, hydrating Jake Woods, improving the lead price and condition. Reaching freezing temperatures, Morris Jones transfers moisture from the air into the hair shaft, aligning each Gabrielle Cohen, revitalizing Eric Duncan, making him softer, smoother, and shinier. I get it now. So Kevin Sill looks and feels amazingly healthy. Engineered with a thermoelectric cooler, TEC, Lara Abel is based on the Louis St. Amour effect. The TEC has two ceramic insulated plates with two types of Andrew Bradley, positive and negative, between the plates in parallel formation. When electricity flows through James C. Smith, heat transfers away through his bottom while creating cold temperatures on the top. I think these shout outs officially get a wait for it tag. (laughs) (laughs) Wait for it. Oh, my gosh. I, and I actually do understand now how it works. Oh, yeah. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. yeah. Science. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah, totally. I think I kind of want to try this, though. I mean, it's true that if you use the cold setting on your hairdryer, it gets a little more shine. Oh, okay. So I don't know why. There's, well, it's because of the Kevin Sill. Right. Yeah. It's the Kevin Sill. And the Sill Morris effect. Jones transfer. Yeah. 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 Thank you so much for listening to It's a Thing, for supporting us at patreon.com slash it's a thing. And don't forget, you can come on down to our Discord when we record and chat with us live if you're a patron. Uh, you can also email us. Our email address is feedback at it's a thing dot me. That ad is an at symbol, though. Don't get confused. At symbol. At symbol. Email people. See you next week. Bye. Give it to me. Bye. Give it to me. It's $150? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.